Hey guys, before we talk about Sam Burns' breakthrough victory at the Valspar Championship this past weekend and preview the Wells Fargo, I want to talk to you real quick about the Three Rivers Golf Tour. The third event of the season is taking place on Sunday, May 16th at Cobblestone Golf Course in Kendallville. It's the Skyline Chili Open. Uh, like I said, third event of the season. The weather's starting to warm up. Should be a really, really good Sunday up there in Kendallville. Uh, you got a, a little bit of time to register at threeriversgolf.com. That's 3rversgolf.com. Uh, registration will end, I presume, Thursday, May 13th. Uh, so if you're interested, get your entry in by then. And I uh, look forward to seeing everyone up there. I'll be in the field myself. So let's, uh, let's get to the pod with Johnny. We're going to talk about Sam Burns' huge win, and we're going to preview a pretty good field at the Wells Fargo Championship. Uh, we were off last week, so excited to get back at it. Here we go. Welcome to Your Best Bets. Listen, we were off last week, and it was the first week a golf tournament has went off, and, and we have not recorded a podcast. And, of course, my man Sam Burns wins the tournament, and uh, maybe maybe there's some sort of uh, semblance to me not talking about him for a week, and then he goes and wins the tournament. Uh, Johnny Strauser is here, as always. Johnny, welcome back. Good to be on again. Uh, yeah, last week, uh, I, I think uh, with you not talking about him there, he kind of snuck through and, and won that event because this was a rare week where, you know, he was not spoke of that often. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, let's let, let's get right into it. Sam Burns wins his first, uh, first career PGA Tour title at the age of 24 at the Valspar this last weekend. Uh, really kind of like a 36-hole uh dual kind of a match play situation with Keegan Bradley. You don't see that quite uh, or very often anymore, but uh, it really was kind of those two for quite a while in this tournament and Burns uh, breaks away the last few holes and Keegan has some little trouble on 13. And uh, I mean, it's no secret on this podcast that I've been talking up Sam Burns for months. Um, it's, it's not that I'm going to take credit for him winning, but, uh, um, but, I've I saw the pedigree for this this guy for quite a while. Uh, obviously, uh, former number one amateur in the world, uh, you know, college player of the year in 2017. Um, ton of success this year uh, alone, not necessarily winning, but putting himself in position quite a bit. And I know before we talked about him just being a, a phenomenal putter on Bermuda green. So I, I think I texted you last night. It made, it makes sense that his first win would be in Florida. It would be on Bermuda greens where he's just, yeah, it's, it's a really strong skill of his, but I just look at his game, Johnny. And I mean, we're talking about an elite driver of the ball and a, an elite putter. Um, I know his irons have been a weakness at times, but two really strong uh, areas of his game that can go a long way. Uh, what's your thoughts on on Burns finally getting it done? Well, I, I I'll have to yeah um, first give you credit for you've been on him for for quite a while. I think it was what it was the 2018 Honda yeah. that uh, when he played with Tiger, 
and uh, played really, really well there. And I think I heard a story that uh, as they were walking off the first tee, the crowds were just enormous and everything like that. And he turns to Tiger and says, wow, would you look at that? All these all these guys are coming out here to watch me play and and went toe-to-toe with them for that, that round um, as a, what, 21-year-old or whatever it was. And, and I think you could kind of see that potential there. Um, he had not he'd been one of those guys um, over the last year or two that you really couldn't trust with the putter when it came, came time uh, for, you know, final rounds, you know, when he had needed clutch putts, you know, he seemed to be one of those guys who could uh, get himself in position, but you know, as, as you play in these PGA tour events, you know, they, they learn how to, how to be successful. And it's, it's a lot of times you've got to learn from your failures and, and how you do that kind of stuff. And, you know, he contended at uh, in L.A. this year, um, probably should have won that one um, and played well in a lot of other events. But he, to me, um, two strengths that you you need to have to be successful on the PGA Tour is you need to be a good driver of the ball and you need to be a good putter. Um, driving the ball, I think, is an underrated talent on a lot of these golf courses because a lot of times you got to keep it in the fairway you got to get on the right side of the fairway you got to be long enough to to give yourself approach shots and uh you know him having those two strengths um you know it's just a matter of time of getting the iron play and the short game um up to par with uh with with you know with with a good week on the greens and, and a good week off the tee and you know finally he was able to do it um it got real close. It looked like, uh, and I thought that uh, Keegan was going to end up uh, overtaking him there with, with how he was playing, but uh, Burns hung in there, uh, that, that uh, front nine there, and then uh, uh, the, the water ball, I think on 13 is what it was from Keegan, only got a hit in the water on Sunday, and that, that just you know made double there, and that, that was pretty much it, and then Sam Burns was able to cruise. But, you know, 24 years old, he's still young, so you really couldn't, classify him in in any sort of way as a you know as a guy who can't play on Sunday or or something like that because he's still still really really young I mean 24 years old that's that's basically one to two years after you you know you get out of college generally and you know he's he's a good player like you said number one amateur player at the time it's just learning the pro game and and you know learning how to uh you know how to be successful out there and he kind of reminds me of of like how Max Homa has has progressed. You know, Max was a really, really great college player, and you know he he had struggled a little bit on the mini tours, and finally Monday qualified for an event and and played well. And now that he's kind of learned to be a better golfer, better PGA Tour golfer, I see Burns is doing the same. And you know this this could be you know, and and I think you would agree here. This could be the uh, the the start of you know a pretty good career, I would think. Yeah, that's 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 what I was I was gonna ask you is is where where do we see him fitting in with some of this these young guys and, and who's a good comp for his uh, his game and maybe his career in five six years and um, interested to get your take on it but I, I the name that came to my mind was Daniel Berger um, uh, I think their games are are pretty similar. Uh, Berger's probably, I mean, of course, at this point, a better, much better iron player, better around the greens. Um, but 
I could see Burns, you know, in, in four or five years having a few wins. You know, who knows? He might sneak a major in there. I think he's got the ability in the game to to definitely uh, contend. Um, and, and you know, when we're betting on these guys, um, especially a guy like Burns, I'm I'm always betting on the ceiling. I'm always betting on what he is fully capable of doing and that was always in my mind winning a tournament so when you see him at odds like plus seven thousand like he was this last week which is it's really sad that neither one of us were on him because that's an amazing number but when you see those numbers you're looking for a guy with top end talent that can you know maximize it for one week and for me the ceiling on Burns has always been, I think this guy could end up being a, a top 15, top 20 player in the world in, in, a, in a year or two. Um, he plays a lot. He has a lot of high finishes, top 20 finishes. Um, this this number or this stat really I thought was interesting. This was the sixth time in, the, in less than a year that he had been in the top four on the leaderboard entering the final round. And it's the third time he's had at least a share of 54-hole leads. So it tells me that he's putting himself in positions a lot for high finishes, for wins. Um, and I just I just think it's he's ascending. So if he can keep improving the iron game, you see a lot of these young players that come out where they're, they're just ball striker you know, galore, kind of like your Victor Hovland type Um or, or Matt Wolf, but they might struggle with the putter. It's not the case with Burns. Now it's it's can can he keep improving the iron play and become a slightly positive iron player? Um, and uh, if so, I, I think I think the ceiling is is pretty high on him. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Thomas, but I could see him having a Daniel Berger type run career and maybe even a little bit better than that. And I, I like the Homa. Um, the Homa comparison, but Homa's I think thirty years old now, and he I think just in the last couple of years has really turned the corner. But Burns is way ahead of that, and uh, I'm just excited to see see where he can go. I don't know if we're talking about a potential Ryder Cup or down the road here, maybe maybe the next one in 2022. But um, I I think his ceiling's pretty high, but you know maybe I'm biased. I'm it's it's like he's like my younger brother. <laughs> yeah, I, you you talk him up like that, but no, I think Daniel Berger is a great comparison. I mean, they they both kind of have that I don't know that aggressive that, that I don't know killer mentality that uh, um, that attacking type of Sunday mentality, and I and I've discussed it multiple times on these podcasts. You know, we we know the guys who don't seem to have that, and I've I've mentioned that before, and Burns. Sam Burns always seemed to have it. It was just figuring out a way to keep that putter hot. Um, but, I mean, it is so hard to make putts consistently. And if you're that, that is sometimes the difference between a Corn Ferry Tour and a uh, PGA Tour player. And to have that part of his game, um, you know, pretty consistent, pretty dependable and everything, um, you know, I think he's ahead of the curve in that because, like you said, I mean, look at the guys that come out on tour that that make the PGA Tour, you know, fairly quickly with ready, you know, right after college. They do hit the ball great. I mean, they hit it really, really well. Um, you know, they they strike it well, um, but they just they don't have that type of uh, um, of that short game. And it's nice that they're, you know, that they're they're learning. You know that he's got that that type of uh, uh, game there, and he just has to learn the the more consistent part of the 
the tour. But yeah, and I think uh, I think Sam Burns on maybe not, not on a weekly basis, but but pretty close to it that he could uh, he could contend in a lot of events. Um, I think if he looks back um, at the end of each of his seasons and doesn't uh, doesn't have a win. I think he's going to get to the point where that'll be, end up being a disappointing season. Um, yeah, a top 15 player, I, I certainly could see that um, once he learns the game a little bit. Because, again, he, he like you said, he's 24 years old. He's not he's not 30. He's not 35. You know, he's still got time to to you know to learn to develop his his golf game and, and, uh, and kind of, you know, figure his way out, way out on tour. But I think he's kind of one of those up and coming guys. And, and, uh, you know, you put him on these Bermuda greens like this, that he could really do well in, in Florida, um, in the South. Um, and, and who knows how he's going to, you know, take this to through or into this summer here, but I, I could see that uh, he could be a guy who, looks to win on a yearly basis. And, and there's not a lot of guys that, you know, you, you really can say that. I, I know a lot of them, you know, do win on a semi-yearly basis, but one, you know, where you kind of expect that. I, I think that uh, Sam Burns is going to be, have to be looked at as one of those guys going forward. Yeah. I see. I, I kind of wanted to say his ceiling could be a poor man's Dustin Johnson um, because a young DJ reminds me a little bit of Burns. The The game is a little similar. It took DJ a long time to rein in um, and learn some of the finer parts of the games, like like wedge play and, and short game. But I can see some, some similarity there. But I think Burns is going to be a threat on certain courses for a long time coming. So I, I can't wait to see uh, how it plays out for him. Um, as far as the young guys go, I still think, you know, Morikawa was the guy with the highest ceiling because of just the elite iron play. Um, and it's all about the putting with him. I think Hovland, um, another top five this week. I mean, this guy's like, you know, uh, he's just, a, he's a machine. And uh, mm-hmm. I still think he's right there. I think Burns might be a notch below that, um, you know, with, with some other guys, maybe in the, the Joaquin Neiman uh, group, but uh a lot of a lot of these young guys are. I mean, they're just they're just so ready to win when they come out on tour. So uh, glad to see Burns finally get it done. Um, let's talk about Keegan for a second. Um, it's really weird because when he when you know ten years ago when he wins the PGA as as a rookie as a young guy, I was a big fan. I, I'm like, this guy's great. He's got. I mean, he's got moxie. He's aggressive. He just he he's fun to watch. And then. The, the the page has completely flipped over the last few years where Keegan is to me is is just unwatchable um in a way like I have a really hard time watching Billy Horschel I've been banging on Billy Horschel for a few weeks now but watching Billy Horschel play golf is like watching a goddamn erector set get into an in, into an, a golf swing right it's like it's like watching the tin man uncork and and swing the club I mean Billy's so fucking mechanical it's 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 just i'm telling you if no one has really paid attention just pull the swing up on youtube and watch him get into his routine it is it's so crazy and similarly keegan when he's getting up there to 
to address the ball, he you know he's he looks like he's going to go attack the ball, and then he backs off, and, and and then he gets up there again, and then he backs off again. It's it's just so uncomfortable to watch. It's hard to watch, and then his putting is is still painful, although it was a lot better this week. Um, I mean, are you with me on Keegan? Is this guy just? It's just not fun to watch him play. Well, you mentioned it earlier. You know, I I had thought about it. I'm sure. But I don't think I – I really haven't – it's a small enough sample size in the last, what, five to eight years or something like that that <laughs> it, it he hasn't really played well. But, you know, I watched a little bit of the golf um, this weekend here. And, yeah, he's got those nervous ticks, which have always really kind of just aggravated me and bothered me. But the way that he kind of rolls the club in his hand and he – you know, he, he he lines it up, but he's like perpendicular. He's not parallel. You know, he's right behind the ball, and and it just do those weird, you know, movements, gyrations, and then he bends way down, and I don't know. He's just I I, I could definitely see that. Um, I think I think you're a little bit more aggravated than than most at it, but Billy Horschel, that's a good good comparison there, but. You know, I think just with the back and off and stuff, that just kind of rubs a lot of golf fans the wrong way because it takes it just adds a couple seconds to each shot. So you know, you look at like a like a JB Holmes, you know, who mm. who's the absolute worst that there ever was at that. You know, with with the different uh, you know the back off the pre shot routine stuff that just take forever. And I, you know, it's just like it's just like just you know line it up, commit, and pull the trigger, and he just. He just doesn't do it. So, yeah, I can see that. And and maybe it's a good thing that he hasn't uh, contended much because, you know, we really haven't had to see it very often there. But um, yeah. I can remember him, though, after he won that PGA, made the Ryder Cup team. Um, that, you know, that guy was, he was, you know, that was pretty fun to, to watch him and everything like that. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've all been kind of disappointed in his, in his career since then. And, you know, now now he's uh, he's kind of an enemy now to to you know golf TV here because because of that type of you know crap that he does. <laughs> I, I swear he's playing with with junior clubs. As, I mean, I know he's yes. a tall, I know he's a taller guy, but I've never seen I've never seen anyone bend over as much to hit the golf ball as Keegan Bradley does. I feel like he's uh, I know Noah laying up tweeted that it looks like he's going to hit his right knee on the way back. It does. It's his hands are so low. Uh, it's just it's so awkward. All of it. Um, Keegan, though, thirty four years old. Uh, we know he won the twenty eleven uh, PGA. I mean, he's also won a WGC. Also won a playoff events. Um, four so four tour wins. I mean, would you take his career if you were Sam Burns right now? If oh major championship a WGC. He, he's won a playoff event. Yep, four so four tour wins, couple Ryder Cups. He's a, he's a Saint yeah. John, Saint John's University Hall of Famer now too. Thanks he, to CBS. He, for yeah, that. he is. Yeah, that's right. Not not too long ago. Yeah. Now, if I was Sam Burns, I would uh, I, I would think that he's got the potential to I think win a few more times. I think Sam yeah. Burns has got to look at can he get to double digits on wins. I mean, can yeah. he get to ten? Um, yeah. But I mean, the major is a big deal, but. Um, no, yeah. if I was Sam Burns, I would, I'd, I'd expect a little bit more at, at 24 yeah. years old. Yeah. I'm with you. Keegan's last top 10 in a major was the 2014 U S open. So he's, he's not been in contention, but I, 
after I just dogged him, I kind of don't mind him for the U.S. Open this year at Torrey Pines. <laughs> I'm just putting putting that out there. I don't. I don't. That's really... what we do, though. We we bash players, and then we're like, "Oh, I kind of like the guy at this event." That's this is what this podcast is. Well, because we still, you know, we still find ways we can win money on guys, and I, I still, I still think exactly. that's that's uh, that's kind of an interesting golf course for Keegan, who is just, I mean, he's a ridiculous ball striker. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um. Justin Thomas this week, un- unbelievable week for him. Um, I mean, couldn't have hit it any better. I mean, if he puts worth a crap, he's at least in the mix and, and, and might win this thing. First, first in strokes gained off the tee, first in strokes gained approach, 15th around the green. He lost six and a half strokes putting, uh, that's crazy. I know. I know you've talked about this a lot with with JT. Um, that yeah, elite elite ball striker. But when he goes cold with a putter, he goes really cold. Yeah, six and a half. I didn't know that until you just said that. Six and a half strokes lost. I mean, if he would have been an average putter last week, he would have been probably you know like six or seven strokes higher. Just just an average putter, and you know he's he's an elite player. So. You know, on a, on a on a bad week, he's going to be probably you know one or two strokes gain putting. So, but yeah, him when he when he can't see the line or or whatever it is, um, he he is completely lost. And that's what uh, as, as a better, that's what kind of scares me is that you look at it. I mean, he's an unbelievable talent, but if that putter's not working, he is not going to win. I mean, he can't. He can't kind of ham and egg it on the greens there, and and you know make what he's got to make. He is, he is bad, and then and that kind of comes with uh, his, his. I think his attitude, his his fiery personality, uh, allows him to. You know, he he gets down on himself quite a bit with that uh, with that stuff. He'll he'll grind it out, you know, because he's a he's a tiger. You know, you know, he's buddies with Tiger, so the Tiger was always like that. Where you know, even if he didn't have his best game, he would still grind it out but he's not tiger when it comes to that so you know as a better you got to be careful with justin thomas but i will say though i mean as good as he hit it that that's kind of intriguing though because all he's got to do is putt yep. average and, and he could hit he could hit the ball this well for you know two three weeks in a row you know so it's it's something that's interesting but yeah he's just uh you got to be careful with him on any week um, because if, if that if that putter's not working, it's 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 pretty scary because he he won't he won't make a thing. Now I will say he he has done this this year, and then he kind of the next event rectifies it to close to where he's a zero, and then the second the the, the event after that is when he putts a lot better this this is what happened in the players in march he really putted poorly i forget which event uh, a couple events before that he worked it out and then he eventually wins the player so i'm just saying i i i mean i don't know if we're trending toward a pga you know situation in, in a, a couple weeks where he's going to be you know a threat but i mean you're talking about first off the tee and first and approach you don't see that very often i mean totally dominant tee to green um, and, and one of the probably the worst putter all week, but still finished thirteenth. Um, so yeah. I, I still I still think you know you, you got to think that is going to even out a little bit this week. Uh, so we'll see we'll see if he can bring that closer to zero uh, at Quail Hollow. Um, yeah. 
What else from Wells Fargo um, for for you? Uh, oh, well, our picks um, were were not good. Um, you you did hit Oost Hazen top ten. I hit uh, Tringali top ten, um, which by the way is a really safe play these days. Uh, Cameron Tringali top ten. We know he's not going to win, but he's he's really consistent. I think that was at plus four fifty. You got Oost Hazen at plus three fifty. I hit Sunjay M at top Asian. He actually tied with KH Lee for 29th um so that that ended up not paying out real well um and i don't think you hit any of your head-to-head so that wasn't it was a great week for the picks another another shitty pick for the uh, week for the picks yeah uh, that was i i mean playing uh florida golf in 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 april is is tough because generally the conditions are pretty firm and fast and you get those uh, you know, you get the, the harder greens and, and it's just, this is a tough stretch because everybody's just kind of on that post masters, um, you know, just kind of decompressing, but we're trying to ramp their game up for the PGA championship and getting ready for the summer. So this is the, these are some tough weeks on some tough golf courses and these golf courses can really, uh, as hard as they are, they can really, um, you know, make a guy who's not playing that well look pretty foolish. So the, the, this week, Wells Fargo is going to be a tough one to pick as well. But as for as far as Valspar, that was weird playing a Florida event, though, you know, almost yeah. or basically into May, don't you think? Yeah, awkward. I mean, it's normally a, a March event, but I kind of I kind of liked it. I mean, it, it was pretty scorable early in the week, but I thought Sunday was was pretty good, pretty entertaining. The course seemed a lot firmer, um, and and if I were if I were them, I, I'd prefer this spot on the schedule. I think it's a it it draw it drew a pretty good field. I think yes. if you if you fall into that Honda territory in March, you can kind of get left behind the way the schedule set up now. Um, but I, I would expect it to be back in March. Um, you know, going forward. Um, Anything else on Valspar? Uh, no, no. Right. Oh, tra- Cameron Tringali, you mentioned him. Um, did you see the stat where he uh, he's now the all-time leading money winner for a guy who's never won a PJ Tour event? Like yes. $13.7 million or something like that that he's won? That's right. That's I didn't right. know that the number was – I figured he was he – was, seven eight nine million dollars or something like that because he's played well for quite a while he's still not that old i mean he's in his early 30s i believe but yeah. Man, yeah man to rack up that much money i mean i i'm sure he'll trade a bunch of it for a win but uh, i know not all of it but i just thought it's pretty remarkable though to uh to hit i mean hit that that yeah. you know that number being the most ever to never win We've talked about it before that the guys that don't win but keep their card for that long are just as impressive, like the Charles Howell type. Um, yep. Yeah, over thirteen million for his career. I mean, he he well, he was teammate college teammates with Ricky Fowler, right? At, um, at Oklahoma State. No, Tringali was with um, was it Ryan Moore at Vegas? Oh, he can't be that old. Ryan Moore. That was like oh four, oh five. Okay, well. Let's, we'll, I'll, have, we'll, I'll have to we'll have to look at this at some point. <laughs> yeah, one of us will have to deep dive on Tringali later. But yeah, never won and, and thirteen million dollars uh, over uh, ten plus seasons on tour. So that's that's pretty crazy. But uh, um, yeah, so we we uh, I, I know you're looking up the Tringali thing now, which I appreciate. I'll talk about Quail Hollow, which is a is a monster golf course, huge track, seventy six hundred yards. Um, uh, in the Charlotte area, um, 
this this course has held a major when the uh, with the 2017 PGA um, when JT won. Um, you'll hear. I don't know if you'll hear about the the last three holes being called the Green Mile more than you heard the last three holes being called the Snake Pit last week. It's going to be that'd be a pretty close competition. Um, <laughs> but it is a tough finishing stretch um, at Quail Hollow. But uh, it's it's one of those courses where I you, you see this where where you know a group groups that are three three four ahead of the the final group might post a number and uh with the pressure trying to close it out you know you, the, the 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 guys that post early have a really good chance in this kind of tournament um the field this week is really good um you know so like i said we've we've seen this course reward first time winners like rory fowler had his first win here um uh and there's there's also been a, a quite a few random winners i think this is the Derek ernst tournament from like five six years ago i believe jb holmes is one here so a bit of a mixed bag but tends to favor guys that really could drive the ball um have a lot of length um so i'll be i'll be starting there with with guys that you know could really get it out there um so i'll start at the top uh, guys under plus 3,000. And I love this field. Uh, JT at plus 900, Rom at plus 1,000, Bryson at 1,500, Xander at 1,800, Rory at 1,900, uh, Hovland and Webb at 2,000. Is Webb a member here? He, I know he had been a member here. Okay. I'm sure he still is, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Finau at 2,800. Um, there, there's a there's a lot to like from a, a lot of those guys there. Um, is there any that interests you as far as actually betting them at the top here? I, I like we talked about with with JT. I, I, I think he's gearing up for the PGA Championship, um, and at plus nine hundred, that is that's too low for this field. I mean, I. I think he's going to finish pretty high. So if you if you're interested, but even his top ten and doesn't doesn't pay. Uh, same with John Rahm. I think he's going to play pretty well. And I think he's going to contend, but I don't know if I could if I could lay any money at at, at uh, ten to one odds there. Um, I do uh, I do like Bryson at plus fifteen hundred. Uh, big golf course, like you said, uh, long place. I, I could see uh, um, I could see him playing really really well, and you know he's looking to get his game you know game going here uh, for the PGA Championship, and and I I don't mind that plus fifteen hundred number that that's on him. Um, the rest of them I, I could I could see. I mean Rory's had a lot of success here, but I mean who who knows if if he's you know if he's going to shoot seventy five or sixty five the first day. Mm-hmm. So it's he's a little bit of a, a gamble at under twenty to one odds there, but Bryson is my my main one there. Um, Vic Hovland maybe, but I think he's more of a live bet for me. Um, twenty to one is pretty good, but you know I just don't know if he's got enough. Yeah, course history or or uh, you know trust factor right now with this strong of a field. Any any interest in, in Fino? I mean, he's not going to win. <laughs> it, of course, fits him good. I mean, it, top it five, does. top five, a plus five hundred, and and then 
you know, live bet him during the during the week if you kind of like where he's at. He hasn't been playing super super great here lately, so he's a you know, he's a little bit of a gamble. But I mean, this golf course is is perfect for him. So I mean, I he he's going to win I mean, probably not, but I mean, he 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 was in the mix with Cam Champ at the at the team event. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So yeah, so there, I guess there is some. I mean, yeah, I forgot about that. That he was. Uh, they were in contention on Saturday there. I um, think. Uh, yeah, weren't they? I think they were leading going into the last they, round. They, yeah, they did have a lead, yeah. um, but really struggled on Sunday in the alternate shot. But yeah, I mean, he's got some value there. But again, is Tony Finau going to win a, an event? And with this strong of a field, I mean, it's it's you know. It's, the number's not bad, but I would re- I would feel more comfortable in the top five um, at plus five hundred, which which isn't too bad. I, I I maintain that, and I've said this all along. When when Fina wins again, it's going to be a big event. Um, I, I I I don't think he's going to win another Puerto Rico event for a second win. It's, I think it's going to be at a field like this, at a course like this. He should have he should have closed out. Um, uh, you know, Riviera in February, he should have won that tournament. That would have definitely qualified, you know, for a huge event. And I, I just, I, I think I'm not saying I'm going to bet him to win, but I mean, this guy's got to win a freaking tournament soon. And, uh, it's, it's just, it really sets up well. Um, as far as the other guys at the top, um, I, I, I want Rory to, to start playing good golf again. I don't know if he's going to at this point, in this tournament um i know he's he's working his way back with the swing uh with the new swing coach and um you know definitely don't have a lot of faith in him um but you know there's a lot there's there's gonna be a lot of approach shots from four to 450 um i'm sorry uh from 150 to 200 this week um so i'm looking at the guys that that really hit the long irons well um rory generally is is that kind of guy um I, I don't really trust Bryson with the irons. I like everything else for this week for him, uh, obviously with the distance um, that he can provide, but his iron game just isn't, it's just not good enough week to week. It's very inconsistent. Um, so I, if, if I had to bet anyone, I, I might take a, I might take a chance on John Rahm at plus 1000. I know it's a really low number, but I just think his game is so solid all the way around. He hasn't won in a while. Um, and him and Finau are my two favorite plays uh, at the top there. Fina, um, with the win bet on Finau? Uh, I'll, I'll think about it, but 2,800 is pretty good, though. Um, that's a pretty that, that, that's enticing enough to make make me think about it. I, w- I will say that. I do agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're talking about Finau under 2,000, then, you, yeah, I get a little I get a little queasy thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to invest in that and a guy that never wins but i kind of don't mind that number the way where it's at right now um three thousand to five thousand cantley and reed and zalatoris at three thousand connor's uh answer neiman tringali tringali at 3500 wow um max at four thousand and sunjay m at 4500 brian Harmon at five um I I can't understand why Tringali is priced at thirty five hundred when he just hasn't won. But uh, uh, who knows? Um, anyways, of 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 those guys, who we like? 
Well, I, I'll tell you one guy I, I wish I could like, and you're going to agree with me here, um, but but not gonna not gonna like this week. I don't think is is Pat Cantley. Yeah. I mean, every time we bet Pat Cantley, th- it seems like this spring it's turned out where he hasn't even made yeah. the cut. Um, I, I, he's, there's some something going on. Some you know just a funk that he's in. Um, he's going to break out one of these days, but I must stay away from him. Um, I do like. Uh, I do like uh, Yako Neiman. Uh, played pretty good uh, on uh, this last week here, uh, especially Saturday there. He's a guy who I think can win. Um, you know, thirty five hundred is not too bad of a number there. And then um, let me see here. I mean, Brian Harmon at plus five thousand. I don't know if he's long enough to win, but he's still kind of playing well enough. And I think uh, uh, he, he jumped out at me, especially at that top 10, that plus 400 that I liked. Um, don't love this group here because nobody's really playing overly great. Um, so I'm going to kind of you know tread carefully with this group. This is normally the ones that we like to, to bet because you get some pretty good numbers on. But I just don't see a ton on win – equity or win value on, on uh, a lot of these bets. I uh, just want to go into Cantley real quick. You know, going back to Zozo when he won in October, which I, I did bet him. And that was, that was, that was a, that was a really nice win. Um, it was, it was really great. Uh, that was the same day. I had a couple first touchdown uh, bets in, in, in the NFL hit as well. And it was, Oh my just, God, what a Sunday. It was, it was a great Sunday. Um, so going back to Zozo when he won, and going through Genesis in February, he had six straight top uh, top twenty finishes, including three top threes. And then the last three events, the Players, the Masters, and RBC, he's missed the cut in all three. Uh, the Masters, he was way off the board, and the Players, he was also way off the board. He, he's losing strokes all over the map, not not in one area. It's just consistent across the board. Um, and especially off the tee, uh, so a course where it's really demanding off the tee, I, I just don't know how you can go with Cantley this week, even though the number's really nice. Uh, I'm kind of with you as far as you know the, this group in here. Um, I do love me some Corey Connors. He'll he'll ball strike it. He'll top twenty it potentially, um, but he's not going to win in this this field. I, w- I wouldn't think. Um, Zalatoris, you know, I, I at some point. The run, this nice run, is gonna taper off a little bit. Um, probably if any, probably if I had to bet anyone, it'd be every Max at plus four thousand. I just like he's won here. He got his first one here, in nineteen. Um, you know, he's obviously playing well. Didn't have a good Sunday, but he's. Uh, we've talked about him a lot. That he's he's starting to just be in the mix a lot more. Um, find himself in the contention on Saturday and Sunday a lot more. Um, so I think it's a place that he he might grow to be comfortable i think he's an outside a dark horse pick for the Ryder cup i really do um if he continues yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't hate that at all i mean yeah he's you know he's technically the defending champion since they didn't didn't have the wells fargo uh that's that's right uh, last year so yeah i mean he comfortable with the course four thousands of uh, 40 to one that's a good number there and you know Plus four hundred for a top ten, I could see that there, and then yeah, like you said about Cameron Tringali, plus thirty five hundred for a guy who's, who hasn't won. That seems pretty short. I mean, I think they're kind of just trying to bait people into into betting him. I think Vegas is just trying to, you know, 
you yeah. know, market low enough to where it seems enticing, you know, and he's going to get probably quite a few people. But back to him, he uh, was a member of the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia oh. Tech. Yeah. Cheston Hadley was his mm. teammate. Uh, Roberto Castro was his teammate for a couple of years. He's played a little bit on the American tour and on the European tour. And Richie Warinsky was his teammate uh, for a year or two. But mm. he's a Vegas guy, or he's from San Diego, lives in Vegas. I didn't know he went to, to Georgia Tech there, but nope. rambling around. Right so. Okay. Well, thanks for settling that. I, I really Should appreciate I? that. Um, Five thousand and above. Uh, Bubba, who is kind of lingering with some decent golf, he he played pretty decent last week. Jason Day, former winner here, at plus six thousand. Uh, Keegan at seven thousand. I'm just kind of spotting some names here. Fleetwood at seven thousand. Um, Stuart Sink plus seventy five hundred, maybe underrated. Uh, Fowler at eight thousand. Um, HV three at nine. Uh, what else we got? Matt Jones at. Uh, plus 10,000. Anybody in there that we need to talk about as a potential winner, top five? I I do like these names a little more as a, as the bomb type. I mean, I think the, the numbers are a little bit more enticing to throw a couple bucks or whatever, you know, a, a fraction of a bet on several of these ones. Um, Bubba, you know, like you said, that's 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 something that's interesting to me. Um, I think he's more of a top 10 guy. Um, Keegan, I think he's going to play well. And this course will fit, you know, uh, fit his game. I don't know right now what his course history is. I'm going to have to look at that. But a plus 7,000 and, and 550 for a top 10, that that jumped out at me there. Um Dude, going down the list here, Stuart Sink, which, by the way, this is the first time we've done one since, uh, I think, Harbortown event. I That's mentioned right. Stuart Sink in the <laughs> event. To, to answer anybody's question is, no, I did not bet Stuart Sink. <laughs> you did. I did listen back, and you did You did mention him, and then you said it, you know, especially for a top 10. But, hey, the fact that you mentioned him and then he, he became – Tiger in 2000 that week was no uh, kidding, just blistered the field there. So, and uh, um, yeah. but anyways, um, so back to the list here. And then the other guy I, I don't mind here is, is Harold Varner, um, went to East Carolina. Um, so he's kind of a local guy here. I, I, I don't know if he's gonna win or when he'll win one of these days. I don't know if this golf course is one that he can play, you know, win a four round event in, but. I don't mind him a top 10, top 20, top 30. Um, he's a good first-round lead guy as well. I mean, he, you know, he's he's used to this area here, and um, he's a real good guy to play on these top, these first-round lead bets, and he's probably a guy I'm going to throw some money on there. 9,000, I mean, even if I throw a, throw a flyer on there, I, I wouldn't mind it at all. But there's a few guys, like I said, that I, I don't mind in this group. Uh, Keegan has pretty much no course history here. I was curious after you said that. Missed the cut in 19, tied for 76 and 18, and he didn't play prior to that. Uh, so it's traditionally not on his schedule. Um, yeah, I. this group is It's kind of – there's some names that definitely interest me. Um, uh, I, I do like Varner, but it, I, I, at most a top 10. Um you know, in theory, 
in theory, this is this would be a course that Tommy Fleetwood should thrive on. Um, total ball striking, long iron play. Um, but Fleetwood just hasn't played well enough recently to put any stock in him, uh, invest in anything uh, substantially. I guess he, he played reasonable at the Masters, um, but not, not enough to, to make me feel like he's going to win Wells Fargo. Um, so I might, I might just kind of bypass this whole range for the most part. Um, I, I would prefer someone that was over a hundred to one, um, that gave me more value, gave me a bigger payout than, than one of these guys. Um, I just think a lot of these guys, some of these guys are struggling right now. Fowler, Henley's not playing that great. English hasn't been playing really well. Um, so I, I pretty much bypassed that whole, the whole group. Um, any, anybody over a hundred to one. Um, so for me, uh, Joel Damon, um, at plus 13,000, he finished uh, runner-up here in 2019, also top 15 in 2018. It's good course history. Um, you know, he's obviously won. I don't think he's going to win again at this course, but uh, for top 10 at, uh, what is that number at? Plus 1,100 is pretty reasonable. Um, and I also like, oh, I had him circled here, Cameron Davis. Um this guy mm-hmm. is such a good driver of the ball, so that that definitely matches this golf course. Uh, plus fifteen thousand. I'm not saying he's Sam Burns light, but this guy is very capable of winning, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in uh, 2021. Anybody that you've circled over a hundred to one for any any win, top five, top ten. I'm going to go to a, a, a former friend of the podcast here oh. um, who needs to be – you know, we need to get him back in the rotation here. Uh, I don't mind Doc Redman. Mm. Um, he's just – the name always just kind of pops up. Um, I did have Cam Cameron Davis as well. That was the one guy I, I did like there. But one guy we haven't mentioned, like I said, Doc Redman. Is he likely going to win? No. But, I mean, you could get some good value at a top 10, 20, 30 – top 40 bet if if you know if you want to go go out that far so i mean this is probably gonna have um one of the top guys winning it so it's gonna be hard to find anybody who who you'd like as 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 a winner here but yeah i mean those are my those were my two i you know there's i don't know I got I got two more. Um, you'll 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 not be surprised at one. It's Luke List. Um, yeah, I mean, hundred seventy five to one. But this guy's a top probably fifteen driver on tour. Just total driving, uh, very long, and uh, can make some birdies. I also don't mind Keith Mitchell this week. Also at that same number, um, he's been playing better. Um, he he tends to put Bermuda greens, which I believe Quail Hollow is Bermuda. It is um, Bermuda, yes. Okay. Um, so better on Bermuda. He's also extremely long off the tee. Um, and, in fact, the, his off-the-tee numbers for the season are 13th um, in this field. Luke List is 12th. So I'm looking at the drivers, guys that can get it out there, at least you know maybe worth a, a shot at a top 10 for, for both of those guys. Yeah, those – you know, I – I, I kind of just scrolled through Luke List. I could see that though. I mean, as as got some good uh, good value there in in making the cut and you know playing pretty well. He just um, randomly pops up 
you know, every five, he, six events. He kind of does. And that's, you know, then he gets himself into the FedEx Cup playoffs and, you know, gets gets his tour card for, for next year. So, I mean, that's not a bad way to go. Mitchell is a guy, though, that, yeah, he's pretty streaky. Um, and when he's not – when he can't putt, he is – he's like – Justin Thomas, except Justin Thomas is better in his all-around game type of thing. But you know, it's just one of those things that if he's not playing well, forget about it. But if if he's putting the ball well, you know, he's long enough and he hits it well enough that he could get around there. So, yeah, I like those. Um, okay, can, can can we might want to take the Keith Mitchell thing back? Did you realize he shot eighty-two Sunday? <laughs> Oops! Oh my God! Uh, it in fact. He had one of the worst, this is uh, according to Justin Ray, stat guru, one of the worst one-round putting um, situations in the last five years. He he lost 8.8 strokes putting in round four. Okay, yeah, we really just want to not mention <laughs> Keith Mitchell. Let's, uh, we're, let's edit out the Keith Mitchell part. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even know that. I, I know I hadn't heard his name like at all, but God. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I stand by Luke List though. Uh, what about uh, any Mickelson love at, at plus twenty thousand? He he seems pretty lost. I mean, I think if you could get if you could get to make the cut at like decent odds, maybe. But yeah, he's he's lost. He's kind of admitted that the older he's gotten, the the harder it is for him to prepare or focus or whatever. Okay. That- that was really weird. That was weird. And and when, when when guys start saying that stuff, I mean, just athletes in general, when they start saying that stuff, they're 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 generally just like messed up. I mean, you just look at, <laughs> you know, they're they're completely lost. You know, so yeah, that was strange. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he might make the cut, but I wouldn't I wouldn't play him beyond that. Yeah, uh, that was weird talking about uh, when he hears a like a, a phone go off, he he can't refocus, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, dude, you you're just you're just playing bad golf. That's all it is. You're also like yeah. f- fifty one or fifty two, so it's you know it's the way it goes. Yeah. It, it, um, it's okay. Um, last name I'll mention. Um, this guy also just kind of pops every six seven events. Um, he kind of is he's super Sandburns light as far as really you know long driver and he can putt it's Wyndham Clark um but I, I have no expectations but he will just show up on the leaderboard every now and then at plus 30,000 and a top 10 at uh what is that for Wyndham plus 1800 uh that's the last guy I'll mention on the uh on the odds board for me yeah I I'm I'm looking through here and I've looked through this list quite a bit there, there's not a lot well, you I know, mean, tra- traditionally, I love these guys a little bit more than you do for for some reason. You, you, yeah, you're definitely, uh, you know, you, you're 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 searching for. I'm for digging. Guys there. Yeah. What about what about? Uh, look, I see actually Batia's in there. I that's mean, that, he, that's, he, that's becoming your guy. I just like saying his name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he, you know, I just he wears glasses like me when he plays golf, so he's got the you know that. I mean, I've got probably you know sixty, seventy pounds on him, and and yeah, you know yeah. he's left-handed and you know good, but you know I just <laughs> he's uh, plus forty thousand. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, look, you look at him. You know, you could get these guys on top forty bets. I mean, you know, you're still going to get that's plus probably, the, probably yeah. three three or four hundred odds. I mean, that's still that's still a pretty good number there. I mean, you just got to find a guy who's going to make the cut and you know needs those FedEx Cup points or needs that higher finish. Um, you know, either to get into the PGA or that's looking to get into the U.S. Open. Um, some of these guys are going to be grinding it out. And they're going to want to. Uh, you know, play pr- pretty well come, um, you know, come yeah. this weekend. And, and they're going to want those high finishes because that's just what they, they they need there. One name I am looking at, though, and I'm going to have to admit to this. When when you kept talking earlier this season about uh, about Sam Burns there, yeah. um, I, I kept thinking you were talking about Sam Ryder. And so <laughs> yeah. I was never really – I got I always get Sam Ryder and Sam Burns always mixed up. And I'm like, why do you like Sam Burns so much? I was thinking it was <laughs> Sam Ryder. That, that you know – Well – Once you differentiate that those are two different human beings, I mean, it, it, yeah. It, yeah. it makes sense that you like Sam Burns and not necessarily Sam Ryder. Although he was for a while. He wasn't a bad pick. No, he, but, he had a – I think well, top five at Honda. I think he he played pretty reasonably. Yeah. Kind of he he'll he'll throw out some some weird um uh, uh some weird wardrobes out there. Usually so I've seen some purple pants from him, pretty tight fitting things. Yeah, he wears those the he, joggers and whatnot. yeah, he he can kind of pull it off though. Um, probably more than most. Um, there's no matchups yet on um, Wells Fargo, which I know you're you're a fan of. So there's yes. nothing else to really talk about as far as this tournament goes, except that we have this week, and then we have the Byron Nelson next week, and then we have the PGA. So we're getting close to another major week. So this is uh, this is going to be a much better field than next week. Um, this is a good one to watch, and uh, should be uh, should pretty. Pretty fun. So we'll have uh, we'll have our picks on uh, Instagram and Facebook on Wednesday. Um, your best bets on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, final thoughts, Johnny? No, this is uh, uh, looking forward to watching this event here. This is one of the good events because it's a real tough golf course. This is a major championship course, like you had mentioned. So it'll be it'll be a good field. Uh, it'll be a couple weeks here before the PGA, so these guys are really, I, I think, going to try to get their game into form and. Uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, get some better picks on Wednesday because that's uh, uh, that'll be the goal here is to you know get a get a positive week get us in the green here for mm. for a week you know moving forward. The uh, been hearing a little feedback on the picks the last uh, last month or so. Um, been a, been a little rumblings out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. need to pick it up. So uh, yep. it's been a while been a while since the JT players win. So it's time to time to get some better picks and uh, see what we can do. Uh, Johnny, thanks again. It's a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to next time. Uh, once again, your best bet on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for uh, listening to the show, being part of it. Uh, we'll have a podcast this this uh, this week uh, talking about the NFL, talking about uh, the, the drafts. Uh, you know, of course, we'll we'll be talking about the Justin Fields pick that my Chicago Bears made. Uh, can't wait to get to that one. Thanks for listening again. We'll catch you next time.